1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the Podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love, and
0: brands we can't live without. Let's get into it hello hello (laughs) how are you i'm okay i'm good i'm like i'm like a new woman tell us everything new started today so i started work as a freelancer again. Well freelancer again. I know, yeah. exactly. So that's nice. Axel started reception. Ju- not reception. No. Axel started year one. <laughs> Judgy James started his first proper job ever. Hilarious. Wow. And well Gigi starts any preschool on Wednesday. But um yeah, it all changed. Same how in your do you feel? <laughs> how do you how Why? do you feel? Are you coping with it like you do always, George? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean it's yeah, it different. Act like you know he's not I think it's so different when they start a new school like I knew where I was going I know you know I know what the uniform is I know it's it's not that big a deal it's I think it's a bit different for him he's like oh we had to do writing all day oh my god shock
1: shock to the system yeah Yeah. that
0: doesn't happen I don't think so much in reception I think most of it's praying oh look he's gonna he's here you want to tell us what you did no we didn't actually do writing You didn't do writing all day. What did you do? I just write, day and play, and then do um, something. I don't know what I did. You did something that you did. Cool. Mm, just one piece of writing just one piece of writing okay. oh that's
1: all right Ak. just one piece of writing that's fine this is going to be Luna's reality on them um, well she's going in tomorrow to meet her new teacher mm. so she has an hour um they sort of stagger them i think when they go into reception reception yeah. so she's got an hour to meet her teacher then on friday she does um a kind of 9 till 1 pm day and then the following monday she starts back full time but um yeah it was kit that was that was <laughs> i did that classic parent thing where i was like i'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then at the door he realized that he wasn't coming with me and Luna and he tried to come back out and then these two lovely teachers put their arms around him and were like come on kit let's go and he was sort of looking back at me and I was like I'm gonna cry I'm gonna cry and then this really nice mom was
0: like are you okay I was like oh don't ask me if I'm okay this is gonna set me off and then Do you um, know what I just came. thought they yeah. don't even do. He hasn't even had like a settle or anything. Nothing. Has he? He's he just been straight in like the full day. Yeah, straight in full day. I'd never even
1: seen the school. I tipped up. I was like, "Are we in the right place? What does the, like what does the setting look oh, like?" Oh my goodness! So it, we yeah. went in totally blind. And actually, if I'm honest, it was really hard. Not for him. I picked him up at three o'clock. I was like, was "How did right? he get on?" They were like, "He's a little darling. He was great." And I was like, "Well, you smashed it, Kit. Well done." As we were driving away, he was like, "I want to stay at my new school." So that
0: was a success. Oh, that's true. Do you know what though? I think that amazes me because look, like Luna's starting reception. She's used to going to preschool. She's a lot older than Kit. And yet she gets to, you know, stagger, like have a couple of hours here. And it's like that staggered induction, isn't it? For the little ones, they're like, (laughs) just chuck them straight in. They'll be fine. There is just an interesting argument on both sides, actually, to whether you think
1: which which one works best because, yeah. you know, is it better for them to just go in, get on with it and kind
0: of get used to the hours or, you know, do, Is it better do you for that? Of, yeah. yeah put, put, do you know what as well? I've, I've probably said this before, but it's actually really difficult for you know working parents when they do this staggered induction into reception because so many of them will have come from like full full full-time nursery where it's like seven in the morning till six at night and then you know uh, probably a month after they start reception they'll probably be doing breakfast and after school club but for those like some people like don't start till like the end of September on a full day (sighs) that's really hard especially if you've had the summer holidays like how on earth are you supposed to navigate that stuff Mm, mm.
1: It's just it's a big conversation, isn't <laughs> oh God, it? And even yeah. when you say
0: full day, I mean like a three PM
1: pickup is not, it, not a full it's gonna day, be, it's no. Gonna be really, actually put something, um, which we obviously had a chat about, put something on maybe my mum was last night being like, anyone in the Weybridge area looking for a few extra hours wants to do an after school pickup and some dinner. Like if anyone's got like a shared nanny situation going on, or yeah. if there's a
0: mum that's like, I want to do an extra you know, bit of because how are we supposed to do it? I don't know. Actually, do you know what I'm gonna put a shout out as well? Same in the Brentwood area. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm gonna need that too at some point for sure. Sure. Yeah. Because you're right that, you know, nine till three, you get home. At, I know if you live close by, you might get home at quarter past nine and then you've got to leave again at maybe like half two or quarter to three or yeah. something. Yeah. That's not a full day of work for like so many of us. No. Um, this is going to be but, interesting. Oh my gosh, it's- this is the stuff that, like, <laughs> when you you know when you have a newborn baby, like the guest that we're going to speak to today, you know, you your mind is in feeding and routines and sleep and all that stuff, yeah, and then you just shift a couple of years and it. And like, there's a whole new set of challenges.
1: Oh my (laughs) God, I completely agree. And when we were chatting with um, our guest today, it was lovely in a way to kind of be taken back there because as you said, at the time, you're completely consumed with all of the things that are happening right then. You don't even think about the bigger picture. You, you, You can't. It's like, have I showered today? Yes. Did I brush my teeth? no um you know it's all those little things um and then and then suddenly you know we're
0: dropping them off at the school gates it's like bye I, I think in my head when I had a newborn I thought like by the time they went to school that would be like all my problems over like I don't know I thought that you know that would be it like there'd be no more worries but it's just the start
1: the anxiety levels are high and if you <laughs> yeah. are feeling the same as us we we we, we understand we get it drop yeah. us a message we're here for you as well um, but listen let's get into the chat we spoke to this amazing woman um uh, about a week ago, and she is so fantastic to follow on Instagram. Somebody that um, Georgia and I have been obsessed with she is an an incredible ambassador for body confidence and she's very real very honest what you see is what you get with this amazing woman and do you know what i think she didn't realize what a journey she would be on uh when she became a mum. um so it's a really lovely chat if you're going through uh what she's going through at the moment with a newborn you're going to love this george who are we chatting to today today we
0: are chatting to
1: the lovely 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 chessie king Having just had the preamble with this incredible lady, I feel like this chat is going to go in loads of different directions, which always excites Georgia and I. Uh, Joining us on the podcast today, so many strings to her bow: presenter, mother, author, uh, entrepreneur, Instagrammer, new mum, obviously. Uh, It's absolutely wonderful. We're delighted
0: to be chatting to Chessie King today. Welcome. Oh, yay! We're talking all things mummy! I can't wait. We are. For those of people who've been living under a rock and they don't know anything about you, do you want to just let anyone listening know just a little bit about what you do, who you are, and what life's like
2: Well, life is wild. It's wonderfully wild, but I am eight weeks into the new territory of motherhood and it is just another hood. It is wild. It's incredible. But I think I, yeah, I'm in a total like transition of just life as every new mom comes uh, and every parent comes into this new galaxy of like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing every day? Um, But it's incredible. I think the last i'm i'm only 28 but the last i'd say six years of being online uh, yes this is this is a real transition phase of just trying to Mm. work out how much i want to share and um yeah so i'm i'm so you know what i love zoom because you can't smell the sick on me you can't see (laughs) that i've got like The biggest bags under my eyes. But no, I am (laughs) I am at a really lovely stage. I feel like at six weeks I I felt like we all kind of found our way and was like, yeah, okay, we've got this,
1: yeah. Talk to us about your pregnancy and talk to us about that moment that you found out that you, you know, there was a baby growing in there and, and that sort of moment telling your partner, how, how was all of that for you? Um, so it was Halloween um, when, it was
2: actually literally Halloween day and it was four in the morning and I just woke up and I was like, because I'd convinced myself, I'd Googled every single thing to do with early signs of pregnancy and I'd convinced myself for probably two, three years that I was pregnant every month that I was late <laughs> on my period. And Matt got so sick of it. Me going, okay, I've got to go to buy a pregnancy test, and I did so many, like countless numbers. Um, and my cycles were all over the place. So I had like an 180-day cycle, and then I had a 48-day cycle, and then another 160. And I was like, well whoa, when where do I where do I ovulate? Um, yeah. and on the cycle that we conceived Aurelia, I was it was day, uh, it was forty eight days, and I think I we conceived her on like the twenty sixth day, which I I was like, well, I can't be pregnant because I didn't realize that that was even a thing. The windows normally what eleven to fourteen days yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I woke up that Halloween morning, and I just knew that like, you know and everyone's like, yeah, I just I just felt like oh I was, I felt the sickness and I um went to the toilet and it was four in the morning so I was like I don't want to turn on the lights I don't want Matt to think something's going on because I don't want to put him through that all again like I'm pregnant oh wait I'm not and so I weed in a uh my makeup brush um holder and then in my pregnancy brain um very early on I popped in the cupboard because I was like well, that's my morning wee. I've got to use that one because it's the freshest and whatever. I went back to bed without taking a pregnancy test and then woke up at six. I was like, Matt's still awake. I didn't wake up. I couldn't even sleep for those two hours. I was like, oh my God, what if I am, and this and this. And then went to go into Matt's bathroom so he couldn't hear me opening the test. And I didn't even use the pot of wee. I just had the pot of wee in my hand and I was like, why did I do that? Because I can just still wee. Um, so I read on the stick and I was That's just hysterical. so silly. And then I put it in the um, sink. I waited, I ran up and I was like, I'm going to feed Hugo or something at six in the morning. And I was like, his food just, I remember the smell just made me like, oh, so I ran down and I could not believe it. Two lines and I looked at the toilet roll and I was like, I've got to wrap myself up in that toilet roll, and I had this—honestly, this whole roll of toilet roll wrapped up around my head, wrapped up around my shoulders—and I walked in with the pregnancy test. What? And wait for it, because it's Halloween, and I went, "Matt, oh, yes. what am I?" And he went, "Uh, uh, what, what, what are you?" And I went, <laughs> "What am I?" And he went, "A mummy." And I went, "Yeah, I went happy Halloween," and he oh. honestly. So I was wrapped up in toilet roll telling him that, we, yeah,
1: he
0: was
1: about to be a father. Is that that's the, is that the best pregnancy announcement that I've ever heard?
0: When you were just saying you had, you looked at to the toilet roll and you thought, I need to wrap myself up in it, I was thinking, where, what? Where is this going? I'm not entirely sure. So had you been trying to get pregnant for a long time? I had. Matt hadn't. Uh, I had, yeah, no, and um, yeah, but, or, but but because my cycles
2: were all over the place, he, he was like, well, don't really know what, what's going to happen and where it's going to happen, and uh, because it was before, no, it wasn't before COVID, we we had cancelled our wedding twice at this point, and then he was always like, well, let's, let's start properly when we're married, and I was like, nah, nah,
1: <laughs> so yes obviously that moment was pretty special and you guys were both on the same page how were you sort of keeping up your positivity during the periods of not being able to fall pregnant because you know what we hear it so much from women on made by mamas they message us and every single month you know they'll do a pregnancy test and it and it comes back negative and it's it's really really hard because everybody else around them is you know is falling pregnant is something that you've spoken about publicly or is that something that's quite private to you um
2: for me, yeah, everyone has their own experiences with it and I... I I just kept on thinking well it's not the right month for me and I've wanted to be a mummy since uh, my sister was handed to me at four years old and my parents literally went she's yours good luck look after her (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I went in school saying I've had a baby and they were like what (laughs)
1: Um,
2: and then my brother came along when I was seven and again I was like I'm a mother of two at seven years old but I I've always always wanted to be, be a mummy and I think that I just I just trusted that my body would my body would just work out when it when the right time was and I and I'm very lucky and I and I, I'm really um I'm very open with my friends that are trying and struggling a lot that I I started at a young age at twenty, twenty six, twenty seven, 26 27 and I'm 28 now and and I still I just trusted that it was going to happen at the right yeah. time and if it didn't I knew that there was support and Other ways and yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's really
0: it's good advice actually. It is. And how was how was your pregnancy? Best bits and worst bits,
1: please, Jesse. Best bits. Um I
2: just could not believe how how much like how how we could all stretch that far. Like the best bits were seeing how big I got. Like I just loved it from someone that wanted to be smaller my whole entire life I just wanted to be bigger and bigger and bigger like it was just so incredible seeing the growth and seeing me expand and yeah and then the worst bits I was so Matt was asked on our last um, we had a COVID test before my cesarean um, and we both had to have it done whatever and the midwife went so you've been suffering with hyperemesis I had HG hyperemesis gravidarum uh, Mm. unpronounceable and uh, Matt was asked how many times do you think um, Chester's been sick in the pregnancy and he went ah uh, i think we we're at about 300 and i was like oh yeah probably about 300 so yeah i was i was oh sick God, over Tessie. 20 times a day sometimes so oh what, my dra- gosh. Every, every
1: day of the pro- all all day during the pregnancy
2: not every single day because i was then given really strong medication that was magic. Sometimes it w- would work. It would melt on the tongue, but um most days, yeah, there were, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. But
0: and how, how do you keep going when that happens? Yeah. Because you don't, I, you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't. You just have to stop.
2: You have to surrender to just being a bed. And it's funny because now I don't. At the time, it was so intense, and literally all that I had the energy to do was just go to. I, I chose the bath as my my space to be sick because I hated thinking of being sick in the toilet and when I was at home if not then it was like literally on the road um but I would I I just had to kind of surrender to I'm making a human and that is enough for me to warrant being in bed all day and now I look back and I don't even think of the days that I was in bed I kind of I just think well I need I need to do that to then have a realie now so
1: yeah do they know why you get um (laughs) (laughs) Hyper hy- hy- so. <laughs> HG. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: They they do, and it's funny because it's it's meant to be less than one percent of women, but I I do think it's more than one percent because I hear yeah, a lot of other it loads. Women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I I think it's something to do with just your body reacting to the hormones, but I am not a specialist. I have no idea, but all I know is it it it's it's pretty uh. And you're in hospital Mm. a lot, and I made great friends with all the staff. It was yeah, I was very well. Jessie back.
0: Oh, pukey McGee. Oh, here she is. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually listened to a podcast with um, you and Matt, and you were talking about hypnobirthing and your birthing options and stuff like that. And then obviously you've just said when you you planned to have a C-section in the end and it was the day before. How did that happen? And I guess, you know, what, what made you change your mind or was the decision taken away from you? So the decision was actually made for me. And at the time I was like, how dare you? Like, it's my body.
2: I know my body really well. You're, I've never met you. There was like a, I walked into a room of six people and they sat me down and went, so they were all cardiologists, because I've got a heart problem. And they said, um, right, so tell us your ideal birth. And I was there so naively, or na- no, not naively, I want to say optimistically. I said, I want to be in the water. I don't want any wires. I, I'm i fine with if you want to give me drugs, I'm fine with that. I'm not against that. But I just want to be in the water. And I want to be at home and all this. And uh, they went, "Ah!" literally, they laughed at me. And they went, well, we've got you down as a cesarean, Miss King. And I was like, "Sorry? What? How? How? Cuz it was 20 weeks. It was my 20 week appointment." And basically, I they didn't want to risk me pushing cuz I would have like they could have um caused an episode which my heart rate goes up to like 260 and all of this so they just said we don't want to risk it so you have two options you have a cesarean or um you have an epidural and then we pull her out with forceps and I was like well you've made that really appealing thank you so much I'm gonna go with a cesarean." but I'm so glad and I'm so lucky that I could have a safe birth and know that we were exactly. both really, really looked after. Mm-hmm. It. it was the best way for mm-hmm.
1: her to come out. So, Such a brilliant way of looking at it, isn't it? Because obviously in your mind, you had a completely different scenario that was going to be played out. And then obviously when that decision was taken away from you, it's very easy to feel, I don't know, a real sense of disappointment that that's not what you chose to do. So we, you know, we always say that. And I think both both Georgia and I probably first time round went into our labours thinking they were going to happen a certain way. And it was like completely the opposite. So second time round, we were like, come on then throw it at me yeah, <laughs> what I like, I, you know I know it, I know that it can be completely reversed or you know flipped on its head so yeah it's good it's a good way of dealing with it
2: yeah I found it really um I, I don't know why but something that night I was really really upset and I was because of Covid Matt wasn't allowed to be with me so I was told basically on my own with these six strangers um that my choice had been made for me and um I came back home I walked through the door and I just said to Matt because he he wasn't there so I kind of waited to tell him face to face and I sat down with him and I was like I really want to write a letter to my original birth plan and he was like okay so I just sat there and I was like to my Uh, wonderfully sounding natural birth at home in the water. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you and I were not meant to be. And I like wrote this little letter to to my old, my clan. And it was so nice. I just signed off like maybe in the future for if I'm lucky enough to get pregnant the second time or a third time, we might meet again. But goodbye for now. And this is Mm -hmm. the safest option. And actually writing it down just felt so nice like it, it might sound really silly but if, if the way that i deal with things is probably different to everyone else but finding your way to kind of grieve the situation and say goodbye to that and then just Hopefully. accepting and being like right come on then let's let's have it she's coming um, out the sunroof and yeah yeah
0: yeah I guess it's closure isn't it and that's that's your way of dealing with closure to write a letter and then be like right okay I've put all my feelings aside and they're all here and that's that's it it's a lovely way of dealing with it actually isn't
1: it it's really nice really good uh, we I haven't heard anybody else doing that as well we do have a lot of conversations around that don't we that feeling of like women feel like failures Mm -hmm. it's a bizarre bizarre thing that we could possibly feel but we do because we've had an idea in our head that's our choice and when it when it's taken away from us we're kind of left with that's not what we wanted Mm -hmm. you almost don't enjoy the journey after that because you feel like what your original plan was it's been torn up so it's just a disaster like I went through definitely went through it after I had Luna just that feeling of oh my god what just happened to me you know like really traumatized by the whole thing
2: yeah it is it's it's so weird that like I felt like on day well day three because my milk came in but three or four it was only then that I looked back and I went What? Like, I knew I was having a cesarean, but I didn't know all that was going
0: to happen. We'll be right back after this short break. This
1: Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Do
0: you know what, though? I think those first couple of days are just such a blur that you don't have any time for yourself to reflect. So, talk to us about, you know, day three onwards. How, you know, how did you survive?
2: <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I honestly have so much respect for any parent out there. Like, I. I knew it was going to be tough. And you listen to people going, oh, yeah, you're not going to get any sleep and good luck and all this. And you're like, ha, I'll be fine. And then it happens and you're like, ha. I didn't ask any preg- like any questions during pregnancy. I think because I was too busy with my head over the sink or, or bath. But I, all my friends were like, you know, you can ask us questions. And then from day, I'd say like day two onwards, I, asked, I made up for it. I asked every single question that has ever yeah. been asked. I just think, like, it's all an experiment, isn't it? It's all working out, like, what works for you, what works for your baby, what works for your family, your partner, whatever. And that takes a while to to get to know what you're doing. Like, I I still Mm. don't know what I'm doing. But um, it was, it's it's all an experience. I'm so glad we went through that to now look back and be like, (laughs) like, Matt and I get into bed every single night. I'm sure it's the same as you and go, well done we've, 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 we did another day like how how do we do another
1: day mm, mm. Um, survival survival of it the is fittest survival, it, it isn't is. it? it's like an episode of um sas, SAS. Who dares win, <laughs> yes. like that. can i make it through the night it i don't is. know <laughs> Can we talk about um, your wonderful Instagram page and all of your body confidence posts and that kind of journey that's been such a joy to watch and a, such an important journey to witness as well. Just t- talk to me about like how it kind of started and I guess how you felt during pregnancy watching your body change so dramatically.
2: Oh, thank you. I, I, I started posting body confidence and just acceptance um, about five six years ago when I felt like because I'm a tall girl I'm six foot I have been through like every woman or every person in the world in 2021 a lot a lot of just I just fell out with my body and became best friends with it about four years ago after trying to change it in every single way trying to look like every other person that wasn't me and I just started sharing that and I felt like it was needed on social media because now it's saturated and I feel like it's great because we've got an influx of support and videos to relate to and and not relate to. But um, back then I just, I just started with a simple like my flies were undone. I'd sent it to the girls WhatsApp chat um, like after my Sunday roast and I was like Sunday evening. And then I thought, well, if I'm sharing it with my girls, and it's helping them, then surely I can just put it out online. And back then it was really, it was, it was, it was scary. It was quite exposing, but now yeah. I just, I've shared everything. My parents are like maybe oversharing. I'm like, yeah, probably
1: poor dad. <laughs> I was going to ask about the flies. How were you feeling about your body at that point? Were you sharing it to say, you know, look, this is happening to me. If it's happening to you, I'm with you. Or were you saying, This is happening to me. I don't know how to cope with this? It was where, more where, like, Where was your head at?
2: Yeah, I was like, Come on, let's, let's rally around. And like, this is the year that we've just got to just accept everything about us. Because I basically, I, I had done a bikini competition, which was an experience. And I had spent 18 weeks restricting everything and over exercising and saying that it was healthy but it was absolutely not mm. healthy and then afterwards because I was told that I was too big on stage I'd stepped on stage at like nine percent body fat like the smallest I'd ever been and the comments and the feedback were that I was too big um, still and oh, um I after that I just rebelled against everything I ate everything and I didn't work out and I just then got to that point of the the that post, that first initial post that was like, right, let's let's just let's just use this platform to just well, now everyone's doing it. It's it's just let's use it to help people. And if I'm gonna if I'm gonna start posting this on my WhatsApp, then I may as well just help my followers and yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was the initial stage of like, yeah, we need this.
0: We, we need. Yeah. Mm. And so I guess it's like a natural progression to show your postpartum body because, you know, you say that there's a lot of body confidence out there, lots of body confidence posts, but actually I don't think there is a lot of posts showing a true that's postpartum awesome. body. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know whether that's just because we feel really vulnerable in mm-hmm. those first few months. So there's not re- many people out there feeling like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do this because they're surviving, you know, yeah. with their baby. So or <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just don't have time or whether it's because they don't feel like they can. I mean, I don't Feel like I would have been able to. Um, no. So I don't know about you. I know I, I, no, I don't feel like I would. So is that something that you feel quite passionately about now?
2: Absolutely. And I think uh, during pregnancy, I said to Matt, "It's really this is the this is like the pinnacle of the last few years of me working through everything with my body and every single day, just speaking kindly to myself and speaking to myself how I would my best friend and my mom and my sister and all the women in my life that I encouraged to like treat their bodies with respect and love and kindness and I feel like when I was at my biggest at 39 weeks I was like if I had done this four years ago or if I had been through this this pregnancy four years ago I would be in another place I would be so worried about how big I'd gotten um I would have it would have been extremely unhealthy um I would have not been able to eat anything and I would be exercising even I mean, I probably wouldn't have because I was thirty-nine weeks, but it, that was when it really showed how much work I I had done to appreciate my body at that the biggest I'd ever been. Um, yeah. So now I also think with my cesarean, I I feel so because I can see uh, obviously we can see our vaginas where where baby would have come out of, but I can see the scar, and I'm like, how incredible that like I was cut open and that. it's just I can see it and I look at it every day and I I think that has made me celebrate my postpartum post-party body even more um because it's like it's it's just so I'm like that's so cool like before I had a scar on my chest and I hated my scar but now I'm like oh that's where Aurelia came out of like how Yeah. yeah
1: And to be fair, I've only just started to look at my vagina in a mirror again after my ber- both, both of, both of my births. Like, I'm absolutely okay with looking at it now. Mm. Whereas before, because of my episiotomy and because of my tearing, mm. every time I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, it doesn't look like my vagina. Yeah. Where's my vagina gone? Like, is it is really it? took a lot to be like, okay, oh, you know, but it's a process, isn't it? Because it, it, it you know, it, it's such a huge momentous thing that's happened and your body doesn't look the same. And so being able to love your body when you look back at it and you you know, you know, have to really feel it from the inside. It's not just about how we look, it's, about, it's got to be about how we feel about it. And like all those kind words that we need to say to ourselves, like I don't know about you, George, but I really didn't like my postpartum body. No. I, I just couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And I wish that I'd been in on reflection. I wish I could go back to that time and give myself more of a hug about what we'd done. Mm-hmm. You know George yeah, like we've done absolutely. so much.
0: Yeah. I know exactly. And so, Jessie, what advice would you give to someone, you know, who's listening to this, you know, had a baby days or months ago or even years ago mm. and they're still coming to terms with mm. how their body looks.
2: I think for me you you don't have to love your body and there's so much pressure on oh my god I, I like self love and all of this and you don't have to love it or all, all you have to do is get to a place of respect and acceptance and then you can build on that and and for me it's speaking to yourself just like how you honestly how you speak to someone that you do love and I mean even it, it's funny cuz I I think the first few weeks, because obviously it's like hair extensions. When you have, yeah, when I had my hair extensions taken out two years ago, I felt like my hair was really thin and I was like, oh my God, there's nothing left of it. And I felt like, this is a really weird comparison, but I felt like when I first got back to the house and looked in the mirror the mm. first time after having a because I'd gone from 39 weeks pregnant to yeah. her not being in me, I was like, oh wow, like how cool it, like I've gone de- like down and my body's just, like it, it's still there. I still looked probably three four months pregnant but I was like oh wow and that comparison and then it wasn't until like maybe four or five weeks that I was like oh oh wow like I like there there is like a pouch there but how cool like Aurelia would put a little feet on it and I'd be like oh it's a little ledge for her to sit on or it's and I just I think you've got to all the other it's all the other functions it's all the fact that you're even functioning in the day is phenomenal and it's going from. The top of, I always say, it's go from the top of your body to the tip of your toes and almost scanning through your body and going like, right, what is going on right now? Like my brain is functioning. It's it's keeping me, it's keeping my thoughts as much as they are literally like slush puppy and all muddled in the first few months and years. Um, It's, it's working. And then going down to your heart and being like, I'm not even telling my heart to beat and it's pumping blood around my body and keeping me alive. Going down to your tummy and be like, wow like they were in there and it's it's and then go down to your vagina and be like how cool that if they came out there that they're out and they're they're in the world and and then yeah so it's going through all the functions and just appreciating it for for how much it's doing for you without even telling it to do anything
1: yeah wow that's incredible isn't it we don't spend yeah. enough time doing that we don't spend no. enough time the minute you become a parent you just spend your time thinking about your children that's and it. never even putting anything back in for yourself and actually I think Georgia and I will both say now that we're, we're coming out of the fog where actually we're okay to like put them down for a moment and think about what we need as parents as mothers yeah Yeah, what is your thing what's your
2: thing to do for yourself instead of yeah like what is it what what do you go and do for your me time
1: yeah I mean me I go I just I go to Barry's or I go to BXR I go training basically I just love having that space to do that and when I don't do that I feel Pretty pretty fucked off. When you're a
0: better <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if we're talking about like ultimate luxury, my new thing is rather than having a takeaway or like going out for you know like silly dinners in the week where you just can't be bothered to cook, you just like order a couple of Deliveroo's or whatever. Oh, yeah. Don't do that anymore. And now I treat myself to a massage in bed at home because that <sighs> to me is putting back in. i I can stop and cut out all of the little, you know, cutting corners and, like, you know, getting a Pizza Express twice a week, and I do that instead. And that, for me, is my, like, you know what? You've got through this week. You're working. You're looking after kids, and you deserve this. Yes! You really shouldn't talk about your masseuse lover on the podcast, George. (laughs) It's
1: like, bloody James (gasps) listens to this podcast. James.
0: (laughs) (gasps) No, I'm (laughs) I'm totally joking. (laughs) Can you imagine if I actually did? Maybe that should be my thing. That I um, Jesse, we could, we could chat to you forever before we
1: go. How is your feeding journey going?
2: Oh, that has—I mean, I'm on antibiotics for mastitis, so that's really fun. And um, oh. no, I've got—I've got a milk. I didn't even know they existed. A milk bleb on the end of my nipple, and it's like—have you? Have either of you had one? So no, don't it's basically—they were so cracked and bleeding in the first few days because like I said to Matt, I was like, I'm not producing happy milk. Cause I'm in so much agony from the cesarean that it can't be happy milk. So therefore she's not feeding well. Um, but it was, they were so cracked. And basically over the last like two weeks, because it was, they were still cracked and I was just biting a, uh, like my hand every time she latched on. Mm. Um, uh, the scab has formed over old milk and so I've got old milk blistered in a in my nipple and it, apparently when it comes out this is so gross but it comes out as like a string of old milk and that was like you're literally you're gonna give birth to a cheese string through your nipple but- <laughs> Oh my god, I am. Aren't I'm I? never
0: going to look at a cheese string in the same way no. ever again. For you, I might cut you. I'm holding my boobs now, like yeah. just thinking about it, because mastitis is tough as it is. Mm. Like really, yeah. really tough. It is, but I'm just persevering. I'm uh,
2: as much as. It's funny because everyone says to me like, oh, well, why, why don't you just try it and go on a bottle? And why don't you give her this? And I don't know why everyone's American, but um, <laughs> she uh, she did take a bottle for four days. And I was expressing and I was pumping and I was sterilizing and all of that. And I then had a newfound respect for all of my best friends and all mothers that then bottle feed. Because I was like, wow. And I just basically, it didn't work for us. So I've gone back to exclusively breastfeeding and just trying different ways and trying different positions and different things and just getting support and help and asking for help when I need it and I I I was so naive to the fact that it's the most natural thing and that she's just gonna latch on it's gonna be beautiful and whatever but my god there are some times when she's latching on and I I literally am biting my finger going I can't wait for this to end but then I look down at her I'm like oh my god I'm feeding you and you're getting so chunky and yeah so it's it's very mixed but it's it's Glorious
1: and all its yeah messiness. The toe curling feeding sessions where they're like, my yeah. midwife would be like, "Don't worry, just feed through it," and I'd be like, <laughs> just "Pass me a wooden spoon yeah, so I can fight out of it." <laughs> so bad, but then you do like you say, you do come to a nice pattern and you get into it in a rhythm, and then it becomes easier than you know bottle feeding for a while. But yeah, I mean, you've just got to do what works for you, Chessie That's it isn't absolutely. it, absolutely. Uh,
2: that's it. And at night, I I've tried to think at those night feelings when you literally feel like the only human in the world that's up I think of all the mums that, that are up and then I think of all yep. the nighttime workers and all the shit nighttime nurses and the midwives yep. that were working on the maternity ward trying to help us and I think of all of them and I'm like how lucky am I to be sat here feeding my daughter looking down at her it, in the dark and thinking I'd much rather like I'm so lucky to be in this position instead of Doing a night shift and I was like, as much as I have so much respect for night shift workers, I was like, how nice that I'm able to do this and yeah. you're all working.
1: Yeah, so I try and just You're all in the same club together. we exactly. used to, we used to watch um videos of people clubbing. So like <laughs> remember, you you remember you said, remember I got remember really into it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to watch videos of like my like people at DC ten like raving <laughs> on, in the, on the terrace. Like I'd be sitting there in silence as well, because I didn't have headphones in. So I'd just be like watching them like everyone just having a really twisted <laughs> so moment they are basically
0: and then just... there really i love that i love that so funny. we're
1: all in the same club together it's just yeah. one of us have got our tits out and the others haven't
2: i would get my tits out of dc10 so yeah! <laughs> <laughs> milk it you square everywhere <laughs> phone party but
1: (laughs) yeah 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 um jesse before we go a best piece of advice that you would give a new mother or um um somebody that is about to become a mother ask every question
2: even if you think they are ridiculous
1: silly questions ask ask it all
2: when you need to ask it and just get the help and support that is being offered to you just take it up because you can't do everything and those extra pair of hands are invaluable
0: and I'm actually excited to hear this from you because you're right in the mix of it now your five favorite products like your absolute must-haves that have got you through the last eight weeks
2: oh my god a sling or a carrier depending on what age your baby is I uh, she it's like magic a sling or a carrier just puts her to like not to sleep which one have you got um so I've got quite quite a few I bought loads before having her um so when she was tiny tiny I got a cocoa wrap and it's like stretchy oh, yes. wrap and it's lovely and that when she was tiny was amazing now she's just a bit too heavy and she starts like sagging down to my vagina um and the beyond baby born I always say beyond ball baby born um uh, harmony that's amazing for long walks and Matt also loves that and then the ergo baby newborn embrace was perfect for uh I just honestly I eat anywhere we go out for lunch or dinner or wherever I just eat with her stuck to me we don't take the pram because she just stays quiet I'm like if that means she's quiet, then amazing. So a sling or a carrier. Um, it's an outrageous purchase, but so worth it. And oh my goodness, it saved us from three weeks on. Um, the snoo, and you can buy them secondhand, or you can, like, loads of my friends got them in the Black Friday sale. And yeah, yeah. but it is it is worth every single like, I got- it's really
0: good to hear that because we wished it had been around, didn't we, Zoe? When sure. ours were little, and we had um Dr. Harvey Carp on the podcast yeah. a while back. So it's really nice to hear that it's really working for you. It
2: really does, and it, wo- it that's it. It works for us. I've heard different things, but um, yeah, we did it on the thirty day trial, and I was like, well, let's do the thirty days just see how. How it goes and
0: that is good, yeah.
2: Um, and then number three, I would say lan like lanolin, as much as those people are like, Oh, but your breast your breast milk is naturally a lubricant, and I was like, Oh, I've tried that, but lanolin for me, I was using it after a feed, um, to almost like save my nipples. But I then one of my best friends was like, Use it before a feed because it it lubes it up, and that really helped. Um, so yeah, lanolin number four. 4 it's it's not a product but it's a thing having a bath with Aurelia is oh, just oh yeah and I get in the bath with her and she pooed in the bath the other day and I hadn't shaved my pubes <laughs> and it literally went into my pubes and I was like oh
1: I've got poo in my pubes oh, oh my god that's I think that's the best thing anyone's ever said on the podcast <laughs> Let's <Fleppy wins. laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with your pubes they're just pooey ones oh, oh they're pooey they're long poo-y and pooey
2: I, I said to Matt I was like it's before my six weeks sex sign off so I'm allowed long pubes and he was like absolutely and every time I showed my friends I was so proud of my scar I was like do you want to have a look at my scar I'm so sorry my pubes are so long and they'd be like yeah yeah of course <laughs> 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 so yeah pooey pubes and then number five I would just say just like isn't it's then again and not another product but just your best friends and just being so a voice notes that like voice notes that's a product basically and just voice noting even when you're crying and just be like I don't know what to do and then you listen back to the voice note you're like Oh, I'm actually all right now. Like I've kind of got yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Brilliant. I love that. Oh, Jessie, what a treat so to much, chat to Jessie. you. oh I'm so
2: lucky to speak <laughs> to two wonder women and thank you so much for having me. Honestly, you're rocket women. So, <laughs> yeah. come,
1: come back again soon. I would love please to.
2: Please do. Thank you so much <laughs> both of you. You're incredible.
0: Oh, she's the incredible one, isn't she? Oh wow. my goodness! After we love so you, much energy. We do love you, Chessie. I love her energy. I love her. I mean, the fact that she would just share anything with anybody—just yeah. great, a great person to sit down and chat with. Does it make you broody? Um, does it make me broody? I don't. I don't know if I could cope
1: with any more of it. <laughs> like I feel. <laughs> Yeah, I feel so overwhelmed with the the current situation with the three. I, d- I don't think that I would be um, able to share any more of myself with any more kids. That like some people have the ability to go on and have more and more and more children. But yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to wade through the mud this end.
0: Yeah, you? Um, it doesn't make yeah no maybe it does make me broody actually when I think about it when I see her photos and you know just talking about it's just. I mean the sleep stuff no like I yeah. I not I would not be up for that and I definitely I won't definitely won't have any more kids but it does make me a little bit like oh my god like we're talking about school and preschool and she's at home snuggling up to a gorgeous newborn that doesn't give her any back chat <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Those bits were gorgeous. That, 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 that newborn bubble, I remember yeah. it and I love it. And I love thinking back to that time and I really did appreciate it. It just didn't go on for long enough. I probably should have stayed in it for a bit longer. But look, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know. We, yeah. we did what we did. We had each other. It was a magical time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, great chat. Love that. And I love Chessie's products as well. So we'll, we'll keep chucking out um our guests' products at the end of the podcast.
0: Would you guys let us know if you would like us to post the products on Instagram? Maybe we'll create a high highlight or something and we could add some swipe ups to that like every every week or something we could do it let us know drop us a DM um, if you think that's a good idea because it's definitely something that we could do if it's easier for you to go back and remember I know I do it like listen to a podcast and I think oh that sounds great that sounds great but I'm driving at the time and then I and I've forgotten it by the time I get home so yeah let us know
1: if that would be useful yes definitely and thank you as always uh, for listening to the podcast and making it what it is we couldn't do it without you and we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast if you can and please Please keep sending in your photographs of where you're listening. We love seeing them.
0: We do, and our DMs are always open. You can drop us a DM with any questions, or if you're feeling a bit lonely or a bit lost, then we are all ears or all fingers to reply. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds we're weird. All fingers. <laughs> That's something that my husband's says to me. <laughs> Please just drop us a DM. Whatever you've got to say, we're on <laughs> at Made by mummers or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman, and we will be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production.
2: Insanity Group.